1: Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, Oh, hello there, I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the geekscape.network.
2: Join myself, Derek Krennevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we
1: discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on geekscape.net.
0: This is this is what this show is all about right now. This is now. what we've been training for, for all this time. We've been building up to this moment. Maybe, probably. Maybe, we'll see. We're Most likely. See.
2: All right, so I I said that we were going to hold off on the album discussion last week because we had a guest. It's just you and I. Yep. Uh, we had to tackle this one ourselves. So here's a quick, uh, th- as quick as I could get breakdown of what we need to know about the entire dare to be stupid album going into it. Okay. Dare to be stupid was released on July 18th, 1985. The album features many style parodies or musical imitations that come close, but do not copy existing artists. The style parodies include those of Devo and Elvis Presley, as well as variations of musical genres like doo-wop, sci-fi and 30s and 20s music. Uh, At the time of the release, the critical response was mixed, but it's now considered one of his best. Uh, The first session of all originals were recorded, and then a month later, they came back to record the covers and their polka. Uh, Yankovic approached Prince about a potential parody of When Doves Cry. Uh, (laughs) Prince refused and did not accept any other parody ideas that were presented to him. Um, This was a huge one. After the release of the album... Yankovic undertook a 70-city stupid tour, which was his biggest tour of the 80s and was the first to feature costume changes, carefully designed lighting and several owls videos cleverly integrated into the stage show Yankovic's onstage wardrobe changed dramatically during the tour and he specifically specified to every promoter had to supply him with one Hawaiian shirt for him to wear <laughs> Yankovic eventually required a couple closetfuls of them uh, Yankovic also started wearing exclusively vans and joked that whenever he needs some whenever I need some they let me go into their wa- warehouse and just Take home an armload because of this. So about the bad reviews, uh, a lot of people thought the lead single "Like a Surgeon" and Yoda were were worth praising, but they criticized the other parodies, which we will get into for sure. Um, but this is the thing that I am really t- blown away by. It said many critics were split about the emphasis on original songs. Rolling Stone wrote positively that the pick of this album's original litter is "One More Minute." Rather than any other specific song, it's just a superb tune. But then in contrast, other people were disappointed with the original material. One critic saying, only someone who is missing important brain cells would possibly suggest that this artist's <laughs> original songs are any good. Wow. This album was then nominated for a Grammy for Best Comedy Record, but it lost to Whoopi Goldberg's Whoopi Original Broadway Recording. So I want to talk about that one negative review because yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put it out there right now. Mm. This is an album that is beloved because of the originals, not the
0: parodies. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Without a doubt. I mean, it's... uh, Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to get into it, obviously, but I feel like we would be hard-pressed to name a more notable Al original than the song Dare to be Stupid, at least after Mm -hmm. all of this time. um, This is the biggest impact he ever made with an original song. And it is obviously a style parody of Devo, which I think there are people out there who don't even fully understand that. I think the whole idea of the style parody with Al is something that maybe less hardcore fans or just uh, people who don't know as much about music in general, it's a difficult thing to explain Yeah, uh, what uh, he's actually doing here.
2: This is also an album that when we reached out to people for song selections, there was the two that they called out, like a Surgeon Yoda that people wanted. Yeah. But more than anything, people were jumping at trying to do these originals yes without a doubt no no one was fighting for next week's episode
0: (laughs) no 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 certainly not certainly not uh, so it is just
2: that is a very frustrating thing there was a time where this was my favorite Weird Al album sure I'm pretty sure it's maybe my second or third of the last time I did a ranking of it Mm -hmm. now there have been a a ton of things that I thought were gonna fall very differently as far as how high and how low they were on yeah. the rankings on this podcast so yeah. far. So who knows where this oh, yeah, actually no, ends up. Who, who knows? But
0: it, it is interesting because this album does I I've always ranked this high. Looking at the track list, you know, we have not recorded um, you know, we're still very early in the record here. Um, but obviously I just like kind of re-looked at the the songs on this album as we got ready to do these. And yeah, the inconsistency of some of the actual parodies. I don't know. It's gonna be. I'm curious to see what, where we get when we talk about some of these songs because I feel like this is so heavy on the originals and how good they are. Um, but maybe it's a maybe it's a somewhat more lopsided record than some of his other ones. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't remember it feeling that way. But now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, maybe. I don't know. Some odd I choices think, on this album. I think that there are two songs that I can outwardly say
2: I think are bad. Yeah. And then yeah, the rest are be, very, very good at, or, like, very good to great. Yeah, So I, I think still that's think probably I, true. Yeah, like, I still think I weigh it heavily, but... I agree with you. The the two or three songs that aren't standout tracks yeah. because of the strength of the other songs,
0: they feel, feel like worse, huge. Yeah, yeah they yeah.
2: feel like big step. Down. It's
0: true. It's true. And it's so interesting to go back this far. Like, honestly, this is something Al still deals with. I know, you know, he's gone out. I mean, a couple years ago, well, what is it? 2018 now when he did the first vanity tour, that was a big deal that he decided to go out and only do the originals. And I remember he said in a in a press release when that was announced that that was something he always wanted to do and he knew some fans wanted him to do, but was terrifying for him. Yeah. For someone who's known for the parodies to go out there and not do that is um, you are really asking people to be mad at you. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's 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 a tremendous gamble for his audience's sake. And I, I saw people who wrote about it online who, as nicely as they possibly could, say things like, "I took my kid to see Weird Al for the first time, and it was a great show. But I'm definitely bummed that I didn't get to show them Amish Paradise or Eat It or Spells Like Your well, Mother think... or any of those songs." And and I I get it. I do understand. I get it. Well, yeah. And
2: and I get that you want if you're going to take your kid to see Weird Al, you want. The costume changes and like that whole, the whole everything thing. about the spectacle of his show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which we've discussed before on the show, where it's like maybe he needs to become a Vegas act. Like maybe that is what the future of Al is as they get older and older and older. Yeah. But let's dive into the song though, because yes, there is a. Str- the, I again, we we have no clue how our rankings are going to change over the next couple of years, but. I can't imagine a world where Dare to Be Stupid's not strongly in my top five. Like it is such a a heavy hitter of
0: a song. Yeah, like. I totally agree. You know, this is this is so <laughs> this is weird to talk about, and it's almost embarrassing, but I'm going to share with you people. Like, you know, music is just it's this is my life and it's my passion. There's nothing I care about more than music. You know, and a great song, it's not about. It doesn't matter what the lyrics are about. It doesn't matter anything. Like. A song that's amazing, that's like the production is great, the melody is great, everything about it just hits, when all of that works for me and when I feel it, like, I get genuinely emotional. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, it can be about anything. This song, from the intro, the second that synth line starts this song, I get chills and I feel, and I have some nostalgia attached to it as well, but I just, this is, this is amazing Music. This is so, so well done. And even for Al, who has so many very high highs that we're going to get into all of it, this is a real high watermark for him in terms of just nailing it in absolutely every way. Yeah.
2: Well, so let's get into this real quick. So the the song is an ode to living life stupidly. Uh, According to the Ultimate Music Video Collection, Liner Notes, uh, Al says that this is literally his motto in life. Um, It's style parody of Devo, who you and I both love. Yes. Um, And Yankovic had even said that right after he finished it, he went over to Mark's house from (laughs) Devo and played him the song and that he thinks that he enjoyed it. Um, But the infamous quote, and I got the exact quote here, was in VH1's Behind the Music, when interviewing Mark from Devo, he stated, I was in shock. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. He sort of re-sculpted that song into something entirely different, and I hate him for it. And I think it is Weird Al gets Devo so much that he has crafted a song that, even as a diehard Devo fan, this is better than any song Devo has ever
0: crafted. Yeah, (laughs) and it's funny, too, because that line, I've heard that line used a few different ways and obviously yeah. you know it's there's something funny in the way that Mark says that right where he's like yeah. it was the most beautiful thing i ever heard i hate i hate him for it
1: yeah. and i
0: think some people took that to mean he actually didn't like the end result but uh, to me what i take from that quote is basically yeah like mark was like you beat me at my own game yeah
2: like no, 100%. I, I don't know
0: how you like how he was able to do this like get this... into the brain of another person to that extent and come up with something that somehow Hits every marker. This a, is a Devo yeah. song. Like it, the idea, is that, unbelievable. Yeah,
2: it is the idea that Devo would write a song called "Dare to Be Stupid" that would be exactly what these lyrics are. Yeah, is not out of the realm of possibility. Like there is, there is another multiverse somewhere where this was like a
0: minor hit for Devo. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's it's so easy to envision. You know, it's funny. It did get mentioned somewhere, but I want to mention this specifically because it's not a very well-known Devo song. But to me, what this song borrows the most from or sounds the most like to me is a Devo track called that's good. That was, I'm not going to remember what record that was on. So that didn't come up in what I, so. I know a a few other things have come up. Like, I feel like I see a lot of different song references for Devo. To me, I've heard them all. I'm a huge Devo fan. I've heard a lot. Like, that song to me hits the most of the same markers. I'm sure he probably grabbed from a few different things to make this track. But that one is very close. The wiki said for this,
2: uh, the tune resembles a combination of deep sleep Time Out for Fun, and Big Mess, all yeah. from Devo's Oh No, It's Devo album. Al's line, Yes, in a slightly altered voice, is a re- is reminiscent of the Yes found in Explosions on the same album. The descending synth line heard before some verses is similar to the one used in Deep Sleep. The reoccurring synth line heard throughout the song is very similar to the opening synth of Time Out for Fun and the descending three-note synth line heard at the end of some of the verses is reminiscent of the one used heavily in Whippet. The guitar lick, for
0: sure, is very, very very (laughs) Whippet. And funny enough, the song I'm talking about, I had to check myself, That's Good, is also on Oh No, It's Devo, which came out in 1982. So that, gear-wise, does kind of jive. That makes a lot of sense, that this would have been something out at the time that Al was listening to. Uh, I would strongly encourage anyone listening to check out. I mean, you can listen to that entire record. But um, that's good, especially um, give that a listen and tell me if I'm wrong, because I, I, yeah. it feels like I'm standing alone on that. Also, like it's you can't deny that there are people,
2: uh, Al has even said this, people that really only know this song because of Transformers. It's had such a
0: weird second life as part of the animated Transformers movie the following year. It's so true. And it's funny, I was never uh, a Transformers kid, so Same. I never knew this from that. Um, yeah. I found that out later on that that was a huge entry point i actually in the research for this episode found out that al does a voice in a transformer series yep. that only came out a few years ago yeah i had and no he yells, idea i dare to be stupid yeah and he yells <laughs> like, dare to be stu-. yeah it's i that's i, I love that connection and i love such a random Glorious entry point for people into you know Al's world. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so there's something else that you and I have talked about
2: on past episodes, specifically about the style parodies, which is like you can tell when this is an artist that he doesn't just like, but like he respects. And a big example of this, I was I was talking about this with a friend, the Dare to Be Stupid music video. You have to remember that. That Devo, from a mainstream standpoint, was a one-hit wonder that popped off in 1983. Yes. And there was a very underground cult of people who absolutely loved this band and they were this, this cult sensation. The music video for Dare to Be Stupid has so many references two videos that none of the mtv generation would have even been exposed to like yeah, from like their indie film release stuff yeah i um, and, and wikipedia has a great breakdown of it so i'm going to just throw a couple of these out here obviously the radiation suits are totally from the the satisfaction absolutely cover, yeah yeah yeah, 100 percent um and it, a lot of them that says even the performance segments are modeled after it including a man trying to attempt to break dance on a carpeted wall and floor yes but then it says also the Devo corporate anthem in one scene the band is standing in the exact same pose as Devo does in that video yeah Jocko Homo in another segment the band wears nylon stockings over their head like they do in this video the beautiful world video there's several scenes of black and white stock footage directed by Al in front of an interceptor addition to the tell me what do I say is reminiscent of a line from the song and the aforementioned costume result the one worn on stage when they perform the song live on their tour in 1982, <laughs> like man, it is so crazy. Time, time out for fun. The scenes where they come together and sing the main course are very similar to where Devo comes together in the video and sings their main chorus. Come back. Joni in one scene, an elderly man dressed in a cowboy suit, reminiscing the elderly man bowling in the comeback. Journey. Like it is so hyper specific that Al had to have watched every thing that Devo was making. I'm only halfway through this list. I'm not going to read this entire thing. It's
0: extremely long. I mean, the amount of references and and visual jokes that are, you know, almost impossible to explain in a podcast like this are, are enormous. You know, I hadn't thought of before. I wonder if part of the, you know, talking about how Devo was this really, really wonderful, so, so good band who had a cult following, but had a very brief moment of mainstream success. And I wonder if that added to the, like, kind of, confused appreciation slash frustration in the way that Al distilled it all into this other thing that did become, I mean, it wasn't a huge radio hit, but it was a hit and it got used a lot. And I wonder if there was something in Mark and in the guys in Devo of just like, man, this guy, like we've been trying to come up with another whip it for all these years. And this guy just did it. Yeah. Using all of our tricks and somehow managed to pull it off. Like, yeah, I wonder if that, that played some part in the, uh, sort of mixed feelings about um, how this was achieved. For sure. And the video is just absolutely fucking
2: brilliant. Like it is, it is so good. The, the weird vintage
0: fifties footage that they're playing throughout. Of all the people doing dumb things. I actually, I wanted to ask you, do we know, are those real things? I think those are real things. It looks like real um, old products that i'm pretty um, sure
2: it is very
0: much authentic yes just stupid ideas people had like the two people smoking one cigarette using an enormous uh like pipe thing or um there was a few good ones in there. Well, there's like the bikini girls sitting on like the little wheel pieces
2: of wood that they're like basically bumper carring into each other. That's right. at one point there's the
0: hat with the I was, train the, hat going with the model train going around the side yeah, exactly like, The woman who this is like more well known, but the uh, the exercise band that basically just like yes. shook your shook your belly until the fat Which came like
2: off. wrecked people's like intestines it was yeah insane. exactly exactly. Um, did you catch I'm not sure if you caught did you catch? That the guy drinking coffee is totally recycled footage from Al-TV. Recycled footage from Al-TV. I wrote it down. I have it on my list here.
0: I love that.
2: Like, as soon as I saw... I didn't think of it when we watched the Al-TV episode, but then watching this video so quickly after the Al-TV Ugh. episode, I'm like, yeah. that is the coffee commercial from al Without Al-TV. a doubt.
0: Same footage. They just reused <laughs> like, it. The guy jittery. I can't even hold the coffee straight. So let me ask you a theory that I've had since I was a child. Yes.
2: There's one random part in this video where Al just holds a board in front of his face and the lyrics, just give up the ship, appear. Yes. My entire life, I have been convinced that they put that scene in there because it sounds so close to him saying shit that they wanted <laughs> the words on the screen so that people knew what he was saying
0: there. That's a good, that's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, it's just, it certainly could be it. it it also does not be just within
2: anything else. Like everything else seems like the lyrics really are hitting a specific note. So for it to just be like, here's the one time we're going to show the words to the song yeah, on the I screen. Guess,
0: I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I mean, I, I the, the video is so frantic and so high yeah. energy. It's funny. This must have been, we were talking about like the budgets on his videos. This must have been not cheap because no, the this... amount of props, locations, different, like the setup for a one second shot of footage is intense. I think there's a reason
2: why the next time we talk about a music video by Al, we're going to be talking about how cheap the video looks because I think they blew a lot of budget on this. Oh,
0: yes, for a future song on this record. That's right. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly.
2: It is almost the total opposite of what this video is. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. We're definitely seeing a trend here on his records where I think maybe they give, like, there's a budget for one video, Yeah, And if you're really clever, we can maybe squeeze
2: a little bit more out of it. But I think that because the other thing you have to remember with this particular album is like, yes, there is a music video for This Is The Life. But that was in 1984 for the Johnny Dangerously movie. And it was probably shot to promote the movie. I was going to say
0: the movie probably uh, helped co-finance that because it was a promotional uh, vehicle. But luckily, Johnny Dangerously didn't need any help to just do so well. Oh, my God. It's such a bummer that that movie <laughs> did so bad
2: because that movie is absolutely a laugh of minute. I tell you, and I well, have never seen that movie. I, you know I, what? Here's my assignment. Yeah. You need to watch it before we do the This is the Life music video.
0: Okay. I think I can pull that off. Yeah. I think like, I can do it is, This is, That's the most I've seen of <laughs> Johnny Dangerously is the This is the Life music video. Johnny Dangerously is um Amy Hecker- Amy Heckerling, Heckerling, who made Loser. Yeah, what a movie that is a very movie, close uh, to your that, life. Uh, that uh, had uh, a song called "Teenage Dirtbag" on the soundtrack, even though there was not really a soundtrack. No, it was yes. just a music video to promote. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think
1: again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs.
2: Uh, I I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've
1: got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. All right, so come on down to... Wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff
2: You Should Know. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well check out we know From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, we know is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. One of the other things that I that I needed to bring up about this particular video that uh is not particularly important, but it's nostalgic for me. Yeah. Is there's the shot where it's owls? mouth with the eyeballs painted over top of it yes so like i said my brother and i would watch these videos and stuff and my my brother was homesick from school one day and was left home alone and got my parents video camera and drew eyeballs on his chin because of this music video (laughs) and must have shot like an hour of him lip singing to different songs and just pl- proudly played it for us during dinner when we all came home. Oh, first. that's so good. It is like one of my fondest memories. And he was like really into like Tom Jones and stuff. So it's like <laughs> him singing like What's New Pussycat and stuff. It is it is a sight to be seen. And sadly, my mom accidentally taped over that footage. So it's gone forever. But oh, no. he, he figured it out from watching this music video. He was like, oh, I can see his mustache down there. He's got his, he's got his head upside. Like he was like trying to crack the code as like a six or seven year old kid and like figured <laughs> it out. Um, and we're going to get, I mean, we have to dive into lyrics. This the, the lyrics beyond the fact that the music is perfect. The lyrics in this song, um, th- just a one last Wikipedia thing, but lyrically, the song encourages its listeners to be stupid in various ways, mostly by advising them to do the opposite of a common idiom, like letting the bed bugs bite or putting all their eggs in one basket with the occasionally absurd non sequitur, like stick your head in a microwave to get yourself a can. It also encourages listeners to let their babies grow up to be cowboys, a reference to a popular country song and to squeeze all the charm when you can when Mr. Whipple's not around, a reference to the long-running Series of ads, but like the again, like I said, this is there is nothing about this song that needs to be changed for it to be an actual Devo song. Like, lyrically, everything they're saying fits the Devo ethos of songwriting so perfectly. But there is one part of this song that will make me laugh, even. (laughs) <laughs> 15 years after i heard it and i'm curious if it's the same thing that probably makes you laugh every time
0: i don't know you know it's funny i don't know if i have a uh like you just said i don't know if i have a single line in this song that makes me um particularly laugh i just like the whole thing is just like this one experience what's the line for you <laughs> i can't hear you dare to be stupid Okay, I can, okay, hear, I you can now. hear you now. <laughs> you know what? Yes, that is a very good. I forgot about that just in the refrain at the end. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like it is, it is the, because the rest of the song, like I said, just, it's not even like laugh out loud. It's just such a perfect Devo song. Yes. That is the one
0: line that is played for laughs and is so perfect. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah. that That is the only thing in the song that's arguably not even a little bit, that's a, exclusively a joke. Yes. Yeah. yeah Everything yeah. else is a Devo song. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's it's so true. It's so true. Um, you know what's and because I get we do need to get into all the lyrics, but something I have thought about for a while, and I don't know the answer, but it has always struck me. You know, Al sings this entire song in a voice like Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo, a sort of like low register, kind of throaty, a little bit shouted. Like he is singing, but it's very. Like almost like kind of monotone delivery of the lyric of this song. He does it the entire time, except a small section. He might even come back to it one other time. But he in he in the line "You better squeeze all the charm you can when Mister yeah. Whipple's not around." He goes into his more traditional nasal higher voice that we've heard him do in other places, and I legitimately wonder if that was suggested to him or an idea of his own to make sure it was clear that this is not Devo because honestly it it is so close. The whole thing is like, truly I feel like you could have fooled somebody potentially with this track if you had played it for that, like that brief moment where he just goes into his more sort of traditional known vocal style is the only real clue you have. That's like, Oh, this is not Devo. This is another guy. And it's, even just singing in that way almost sounds like a joke in that moment. You know what I mean? Because of that delivery yeah. compared to the rest of it. I have no idea if that's true. It's just, it's always struck me. And it struck me again listening uh, today that, uh, yeah, yeah I don't right. know. No, i am really curious point. to know. Yeah,
2: Dude, even, so I'm looking, the opening line, the opening line of this fucking song. Honestly, is... one of
0: the, one of the best opening lines to any song to any song
2: put down that chainsaw and listen to me it's time for us to join in the fight yeah. like that is such a devo especially that it's time for us to join in the fight part it's yeah. like such a fucking devo line
0: oh, it's yeah. not even funny uh oh my god it's yeah so good. and then yeah let your babies grow up to be cowboys it's time to let the bed bugs bite put all your eggs in one basket count your chickens before they hatch sell some wine before it's time Find Find yourself yourself an itch to to scratch. Yeah. So so I know that I've talked about this a few times
2: uh, with other songs, but there was a show that we were doing. This is probably 10, maybe even 15 years ago now. Uh, My friend decided to throw a show. And people do this show now pretty regularly, especially around Halloween time, where it's like, we booked six bands, but these Mm -hmm. six bands are all doing tribute sets to a specific artist. Right. Right. So he asked me if I would be willing to do it. And I said, yeah, I'm going to do a Weird Al set. (laughs) The Weird Al set was a shit show. Because I was trying to get a group of dudes to be a backup band so I could do like a handful of songs. Like I wanted to do like all about the Pentiums and Smells Like Nirvana and stuff like that. And Finding Time to Practice was completely a nightmare we got to the point where it's was like, look, these are songs, just learn it. We'll try to run through it real quick before the doors open. Yeah. Um, and it, it got a smaller and smaller and smaller until it was like, I just need you for these two songs. Yeah. And then like they still didn't show up in time. So I had Ugh. at this point, I had already built backup plans and like escape routes. Yeah. But I started leaning more and more heavily into songs that I could just have a sampled track behind me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kicked off with Dare to Be Stupid. And I have to tell you, Matt, (laughs) having the instrumental for Dare to be Stupid blasting behind me and running around a skate park in front of a group of maybe 100 people confidently singing the lyrics to Dare to be Stupid is one of the top 10 greatest experiences of my life. Because especially the people who got what was going on starting to chant the Dare to be Stupid part at the right points and stuff. It was like, this is so good the best day of my life I was so <laughs> loving every second of it so I think I did that I found the instrumental for bad so I could do fat sure um Amish Paradise was in there I ended it with white and nerdy
1: nice. there's maybe one
2: or two others that I that I worked in there but like it was fun and there was a kid who I became I can't even remember who it was now but there was a group of people that like I didn't know prior to this that happened to be at that show. And the biggest compliment was that one kid said he walked in during Dare to Be Stupid, and he didn't see what was going on on stage, and he was like, "I literally thought someone was just playing the song for sound check because you sound it so spot on That's for high how praise. he sings it." That's high praise. Like, high praise. Oh, <laughs> <But> wow! <laughs> this song, I'm telling you, if you ever have an opportunity, if you're at karaoke and you get mm. to do like it Giger is to be stupid yeah That's it is a good is idea. i'm not much of a karaoke a guy but that is pretty appealing that would get that, you on the stage good. just that yeah. once. yeah, yeah uh, let's yeah. see let's go through a couple more of the lyrics we did yeah. mention a few of them but like better squeeze the one you mentioned better squeeze all the charm and you can <laughs> when mr whipple's not around stick
0: your head in the microwave and get yourself a tan yep <laughs> um yeah, and, and another great mouthful. note in the video again of of jim in the uh the cowboy oh, outfit so like with which s- looks so good kills it dude he does a big Uh, over the top wink at the camera
2: (laughs) talk with your mouth full bite the hand that feeds you bite off more than you can chew what can you do dare to be stupid yeah (laughs) take some wooden nickels (laughs) look for mr good bar get your mojo working now i'll show you how you can dare to be stupid let's see what else is in there yeah you can turn the other cheek you can just give up the ship. And he does do the nasally voice here too. That you can buy you can a bunch, bunch of sushi, sushi, then
0: forget to leave a tip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It comes, it comes, and goes a couple times throughout the song. I don't know. I maybe I'm overthinking it, it in some way, but I don't, I don't know.
2: No, I think that's the last one. No, there's one more. There's one more.
0: I think uh, maybe he does it again I- at the uh, uh, the. Um, you it's say like you I said you gotta one buy to one, if one, you one, one if one. you want to get one free. Yeah, yeah that's I think the that's, last uh, time
2: I think he does it. But still, I mean, it's infrequently enough that i think you might have a valid theory yeah
0: maybe i don't know Um, i'd be curious enough anyone uh listening has any any thoughts on that or has any information we don't have um i uh
2: uh oh here's another one that is okay so he says that it's time to make a mountain out of a molehill so can i have a volunteer no more time for crying over spilt milk now it's time for crying in your beer here is another devo ass lyric yeah Settle down, raise a family, join the PTA, buy the sensible shoes and a Chevrolet, party till you're broke and they drive you away. It's okay. (laughs) Like, that is, there is no joke in that. That
0: is just a lyric that you could find in a Devo song. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I just was realizing it's worth noting briefly for people if you're listening to this and you're not familiar, if you're not super familiar with Devo, the whole point of the name of Devo comes from their concept. From a, from a concept of de-evolution, which is basically the idea that people are getting stupider yeah, uh, all the time. The entire foundation of Devo is rooted in this idea, and all of their songs cover it. So it started off as this, again, I think they even called themselves de-evolution for a brief period of time yeah, before they very realized briefly, that that yeah. was not even a little bit catchy. No. And they shortened it to Devo. Um, but yeah, just to give a, an idea of like the depth of what Al is doing, how it's funny, but also how... It's not that funny, and it's actually about something that Devo at least take very seriously, which is the idea that people are getting dumber, yeah. and they're trying to do something about it and raise awareness of this fact. So, like Al is, it's a perfect space for him where he can be absurd while also um, addressing this like actual like legitimate concern <laughs> that the members yeah, of and- Devo have. And I think that the other thing you have to
2: understand is, like, so my all-time favorite Devo song is a a very short song by them, actually, called Too Many Paranoias Mm. on their first album. And that song doesn't really sound too much like Dare to Be Stupid. But but to capture why we're saying, like, these sound like lyrics or things that Devo would do is, like, that song is one of the most anxiety-inducing, frantic guitar riffs Yes, just playing over and over and over again. And then out of nowhere... He's just singing the McDonald's, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders, don't <laughs> upset us thing. But then, like, just screaming, like, there's too many paranoias over it. Like, it is a very
0: uncomfortable <laughs> song in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of their stuff is really makes you unsettled. Um, you know, yeah. it's funny because we have talked about this before, but one of the first things that you and I really met doing was talking about Devo on the One yes. in Thunder podcast. And there, I recommend it to people, and I'm going to do it again, go on YouTube and watch the video of Devo playing their cover of I Can't Get No Satisfaction on Saturday Night Live in the 70s. It's insane. It, it is shocking to see. Yeah. Because these guys look like psychopaths, and they are playing the craziest herky-jerky version of this song in those yellow jumpsuits like you see in this Al video. And musically, it's crazy. Visually, it's crazy. It is... Even by today's standards, it, it is a shocking thing to see on a show like yeah. Saturday Night Live. It is wild. Yeah. They really, I mean, they are they are a band that,
2: we talk about this sometimes, where there's like certain bands, and it's always the bands that Al gravitates towards, oh, yeah. I would say. There, there will never be another Devo. There will never be anyone no. who can do what Devo does, except for maybe Weird Al. And I think that that's the same reason why, you know, if you put a gun to my head and said, what is your absolute favorite Weird Al Yankovic song? Right now, I would say everything you know is wrong off Bad Hair Day. And I think it's another example of a song that he is so knowledgeable about what They Might Be Giants does that sets them apart from everybody else that you could have played that for someone and just told them this is the new They Might Be Giants song and Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have blinked an eye yeah, and be no, like, totally. yep, He's, sounds
0: like them. He is definitely drawn to bands that have a very unique, we already talked about the B-52s, a very, very unique sounding band, and he is drawn to that and then, again, likes to sort of dissect it under a microscope and learn how they sound the way that they do. Because yeah. I said it on the B-52s episode, it absolutely holds true for Devo. In my opinion, there is nothing harder in music than sounding this unique it is yeah. so 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 difficult to do that while still making a pop song effectively yeah and, and a
2: catchy as song incredibly like, song catchy so incredibly catchy, catchy.
0: <laughs> and and, um, and yeah i mean that's i think that's a huge it has to be a big draw point draw to it has to be a big draw for al as a reference to be like that's the stuff he wants to understand. He's like um, the right analogy here. I feel like Al is like one of those monsters that like absorbs everything around him to try to like grow his own sort of like mind and influence. Like he's just absorbing qualities from other acts as he plows through his career. Yeah. And then he reuses them later. Yeah, um, It's
2: insane. It's yeah. It's impressive. In case you haven't made this assumption already, I'm going to just say it. Dare to be stupid is jumping to the top of my original song list. It's jumping to the top of my music video list. I think that there might be other original songs that that overtake Dare to be stupid. I think that every other music video from this point on is going to have a very difficult time overcoming how amazing this dare to be stupid music video is like this is if you were teaching a class on music videos this is like up yeah. there with sledgehammer as a video that you should be showing for like how insanely creative and artistic you can
0: get making a music video <laughs> I totally agree I I will say absolutely my rankings are the same uh it is number 1 on both Another call to our listeners, because something that kind of bummed me out, and this is just, uh, this happens with everyone now, it's just a sign of the times really, like, the only version of this video available that I found on YouTube is in really tragically low resolution. Yeah. And I know that there are people who are out there who have access to these amazing, like, AI upscaling programs that can take old videos and make them look a little bit better, I would wonder if anyone has a way to do that and, and check out, you know, uh, the Scotty Brothers, I think, were the label that released this, and they probably own the video and are just, it's sitting in a film canister somewhere waiting to be digitized and brought up to uh, at least 1080p. But if anyone has a way, what a, a civil service you would be doing to take <laughs> the Dare to be Stupid video and other Al videos and uh, upsample them so we can see it better because there are... Um, yeah, it's just it's crazy how I think almost every well every one of his old videos that we've looked at so far has been in very yeah, very before he got quality. the Al Yankovic channel for sure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, um but regardless of that, that's that's you know, neither here nor there in terms of the rankings, which is yeah, this is like this is really really I I agree with you, Matt. I mean, this is a tough track to beat for him. Yeah. This is this is um a defining song of his. Um my god, I mean if you are listening to this and somehow you are not on board with this track, I don't even know what to say to you. You have this is as essential as anything he has ever done. Yeah, 100%. Listen to the track, watch the video and then repeat. And over then check and out over. a shit ton of
2: de- Devo music. <laughs> and then listen to like,
0: Devo, absolutely go to listen to the Are We Not Men? We Are Devo record, which is like one of the best Post-punk records ever made. You can listen to. I mean, it's to, ranked
2: on multiple lists of greatest albums that has ever been recorded. It, it's incredible. Like,
0: it, Freedom of choice is incredible. The we just talked about. Oh no, it's Devo, which I think has probably the most similar DNA to Dare to Be yeah. Stupid. If you're a fan of this track and you don't know a lot about Devo, I would recommend checking out that album. Um, they are an amazing, amazing band, and I, I, again, the song makes it very clear how much Al respects them and really. They are. Devo are deserving of everyone's respect,
2: Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned.
0: While we're giving out the Devo
2: recommendations, it was, I think, the last album they ever put out. But I still think it was a very, very fun album was Something for Everyone, or Something for Everybody that came out. Something for Everybody.
0: That album rules. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the, I'm really glad you brought that up because I forgot about that record. It is so rare that a band for, who's existed as long as Devo, and that record did come out, I want to say like 2010 or so now. That might be it yeah. for them at this point. But um, holy cow, that record is great. That record's really great. And I can't recommend this whole album, but the opening track
2: to New Traditionalists, Through Being Cool, Through is being cool also... Is so good one of the best songs that they've ever done and weirdly enough i actually think my my second favorite devo song i said too many paranoias is my favorite and i'm going to stick with that they have a song that they wrote for the chef aid soundtrack uh, for south park that is so fucking good uh <laughs> called a hue bone stomp that is like
0: the wow, I it not is thought right about that in forever but you remember that song that I'm talking about? I do, where it's yeah, like it's funny actually. It's like, I'm a hue boom maybe I'm yeah. a mixed between a human and a name. I was just talking to some friends about that record because they just did um, the South Park concert. Did you see this? I this seen gonna...
2: multiple clips. So, I, and, I, but I was
0: like, it's Ween and Primus. It was Ween and Primus, band. two bands who had songs on the the Chef Aid soundtrack. Yeah, and I, it made me go back and like revisit. Like that was that whole soundtrack was so crazy. Like, why that soundtrack Jean, has won so many great oh, things on that that soundtrack. It is.
2: It is the best version of the song "Bubble Goose" by Wyclef Jean. <laughs> yes. it has one of the best rancid songs that they ever wrote. That like "California Sun" Oh like, yeah, it's so good. Oh my god. The the combination. There's like an old dirty bastard with the chemical or the Crystal Method track. Uh, like um, Puff Daddy does a song with with System of the Down before System of the Down was even a big band at that time like it is an unbelievable soundtrack but the Devo song is probably my favorite song on that album actually but that song is unbelievable and it's like one of the few songs that I think about the lyrics of all time because the one line was like you t- you titty twisted up my life and pissed all over my dreams like <laughs> like it's such a it's such a weird angry song but
0: yes go check out a shit ton of Devo just listen to everything they did they really don't have bad albums they really don't they are <laughs> like, they are worthy of of your time and attention I don't know if you're in a big Al fan which you probably are if you're listening to this I would be it would be hard for me to imagine you not finding a lot to love in the Devo catalog. Yeah, um, they are just an excellent, excellent band. And it's a testament to how great they are that they inspired this that, again, arguably is a strong contender for the apex of Al's original songwriting. Or especially if we're talking about a style parody in terms of nailing a style parody. I don't know if we we're going to keep going. We're going to keep talking about it. We got a lot more style parody to talk about. But in terms of crushing it on every level, I mean, this is. Going to be very, very tough to beat, one hundred percent. But we'll try next week. Maybe oh, next we're gonna week will be week. Ever... Well, Next week is a song parody and not a style parody. <laughs> and maybe it's just as good as this song, or maybe it's not. Yeah, or maybe it might be fighting for the bottom of a list. Maybe <laughs> it's not the most inspired parody Al ever did. <laughs> we're gonna see. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure it out together.
1: Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books